You're listening to the Two Dumb Yinzers. Oh, nothing. I'm just going, oh, man. <laughs> you you doing your morning drinking today? No, I haven't had a drink since this weekend. I Does that seem to be the problem? Week. You're maybe maybe hitting the pot <laughs> a little early? <laughs> what the heck is that? <laughs> that's you. That's you gulping your 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 alcohol at first thing in the morning. My my first thing in the morning. By the time we got on this show, I've already been. Good up morning, everybody. Welcome to two been up for twelve Andrews. hours. This Get is episode two hundred and eighty-seven. How are you everybody doing this morning? What's it's going on, sober, Big Mike? Sober as a judge. I'm ready to get this thing over with, so I can fulfill my civic duties and then go be a dad after this. Oh my God, kill me now. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah. which one's more painful: taxes or hanging out with the kids. You have the worst, yeah. You have the worst day ever. Oh no! I, you I couldn't, love like, you couldn't wait it any later to do your taxes. You know what? Luckily, I think they backed it up a couple of days as well. They did too, because like the fifteenth falls on a sun uh, on a Saturday. Uh, yeah, so I think right. you have until Monday. But I want to get it. I, I've had everything done. You said I want to get it done. Like you're, like, I've had it get, done. Ahead of the but schedule. there was like this one thing where I live in one state, work in another. In years past, I've gotten all my money back. Now they want to take money for the days I've worked there. It's like, so I got to figure out if I'm doing something wrong, if a tax law change that I don't know about. You're a fucking wreck. So I'd rather do that and then you know, then go out in, the, out in the sun. My kid wants to go outside and it's like 80 degrees and I'm not ready for it. So I'm going to end up doing both today. Yeah. Unfortunately, so I'm just waiting for my, uh, my, my brush cutter to come in. I got a new, new, new yard pool I'm getting ready to use. You can tell as interesting mold. as that is, let's go ahead and start was, talking about some sports. <laughs> I know, right? I'm all you know about let's funny? just go. I'm all about let's go. Let's go. Let's get to the topic on hand. And here I am. Just well, here's the thing. It's funny that you say that. You know, you got your 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 uh, yard work. You got your things coming in. And I and I teased you. I teased you. I made fun. But Mike, I, I also am doing a little bit on my own. I have a new little side hobby. Um, the other week, I, I think you noticed that my my child brought home a, a seed from school, and he started yes. plant, you know he planted the seed, and the next time you saw it, it looked pretty good. It's growing. Well, now I'm totally addicted to raising this seed. <laughs> I, uh, I I am. I'm reading up on it and, and looking up different uh, tips and everything to make it grow. Like mm -hmm. I've totally taken over the operation. He has nothing left to do with this with this plant at all, and I don't want him anywhere around it. To be honest with you, <laughs> I, I I saw that it, it has changed locations. Yes. To where it's now kid friendly. It is all well thought out. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, <laughs> I have jazz music playing for it in the morning for ten minutes every day, because jazz music is apparently is good for by growing my plant. So I play jazz music every morning at ten or <laughs> for ten minutes, and then after that, after the plant wakes up a little bit, I take it to another windowsill where the sun is getting ready to go. So I, I move it from its original spot where it wakes up play the music, move it to the other spot. And then later on in the day, I take it to a totally different part of the house where the, the sun's coming through another window. It's a whole process. So I, I am not one to laugh. I should not laugh. I should not throw stones at you for your, your, um, 
you know, you know, for you, you doing your yard work and getting excited for your new things. I mean, I have no, no reason whatsoever to laugh because I, Mike, I, I have my own little hobby as well. And I'm into it, man. I, I, that, I sing, that, I sing to that, the plant. That plant is it, that thing. Like when it first started out, it was knocked over constantly. Yeah. It's going to be knocked, spoiled. It's going to look like over, a spoiled now child. It's being like, it's, it's a protective bubble rat basically <laughs> now. It, it's great. As it, as it grows and matures, we, we take more and more care of it. I've noticed every time we've been around the studio. Yeah. I, and I'm looking up like all the, all the uh, things to do to make it grow. I'm actually considering putting coffee or grounds down into the, into I, the soil. I, 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 no, like my mother, she has a garden, vegetable garden, flower garden. She uses um, coffee grounds and eggshells. Eggshells as well. Eggs, yeah, crush up the egg cells, put it on the soil, and place it, just, it in the soil yeah, around. Just the... Puts it on there, yeah, and it just and all the nutrients get absorbed. It, yeah, I, I think I think the two dumb yinzers are now about to become the two dumb yinzers gardening podcast. Yeah, the green thumb edition. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have we have a lot of different offshoots of this show apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um pirate baseball is coming up we need something else to talk about i, I tell you what the pirate baseball is not bad right now i, I can't wanna, talk baseball all day. i do want to take the moment though Let, let's start off mike i, I want to talk about this uh let, let's let's bury let's bury the penguin season it, it's officially over now i didn't want to uh, bury it yesterday because they still had a game to play good morning derpy how are you sir good 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 um, but as I was saying, Mike, I didn't want to bury them yesterday. I, I, I thought mm-hmm. we'd wait till today to mourn because they still had one game. Maybe they could, you know, get a win and, and keep us somewhat. Uh, ex- I, I don't even know. Yeah. I, I don't know. But as you saw, the Penguins, they had one last game was to go to Columbus and play the worst team in the league. Here's my thing, Mike. You know, there, there's the, all the talk. They didn't deserve to go. They didn't deserve to go. And I said it to the very last moment. I'd said, if they get in, they deserve to go. You you did enough to get in. Mm-hmm. But they were, they, the inability to beat the two worst teams with the season on the line. This is your game seven. And let's take it back to the game two nights or two games ago. Not even last night. Last night it was already over. Yeah. Beat the worst team in the league. This is your game seven. You win. You continue to fight another day. And the, the, the inability to do that and the, the, the lack of heart and the lack of whatever it was, yeah, that's what tells me that they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't really say otherwise because that's the case. They literally had a playoff game against the worst team in the league. Yeah. So you can't say, well, maybe they would have went into the playoff. Bullshit. If you can't beat the worst team in the league to get into the playoffs, you're not going to go and, and win. And, you know, and the miraculous is not going to happen. It didn't happen yeah. all season. You're not going to string together 16 wins uh, against the best teams in the league. To, so, you know what? I, I come to terms with that this team did not deserve to be in the playoffs. And, and today I, I say we, we bury the hatchet and uh, lower the coffin in the ground, if you will. <laughs> Maybe it'll help flirt, fertilize my plant. It might help fertilize your plant. Um, I do want to say, I you know how I was saying um, before the game, people were going to try and blame Crosby and Malkin. Yeah. Well, someone did. And I, I noticed today uh, a, a hockey writer actually was like, taint. yeah, he was like, um, yeah, that that's it's nice to say that Crosby only had like one goal in the last 10 games or something like that. Nine out of the 10 games, he didn't score a goal. But he broke it down to like, yeah, but his line was scoring. They raised their points like 
goals per 60 minutes. Excuse they me. raise it up a whole goal per 60 minutes, five on five. It's one of those advanced stats. They, it was like a huge jump. So Crosby's line was scoring goals. Now, was Crosby scoring the goals? No, but his line was. So that means Gensel was scoring, and whoever the else, the other ring, winger was up and down on that line were scoring goals. So that line was producing. Crosby was producing. He may not have shown up on goals on the score sheet, but that line was producing by a whole goal per game. And you know what else they did? What's they that? Their goals against average dropped down in the last 10 games. So that not only was that top line scoring more, they were allowing less goals against on ice. Um, so yes, there are ways to dominate a game without showing up in the score sheet. When you're on a, on a line with three guys, five guys, only one person can put the puck in the net, and it doesn't matter who. Yeah, I mean, even- <laughs> in that second line too with Malkin, they raised their points per game or points per or goals per sixty minutes five on five. It went up. Their goals against also went down. So the top two lines filled with your two Hall of Famers improved on the way down. So this shows you that the top six is not the problem. It's your bottom six, your defense, and your goaltending. Yeah, even uh, yesterday in a three-two loss in overtime, in overtime no less, the um. Crosby still gets on a score sheet. I believe he got two assists. The goals in the game for the Penguins were Jake Gensel and Chris Letang. <laughs> once again, once again, the stars. Yeah. And again, you know, Gensel, he, he, he never, he never, ever, ever disappoints. This guy, he always finds his way, yes. always finds a way. I like Gensel, man. Uh, he, he, he's going to be the new crop of, of um, penguins that, that, that should be the nucleus of this moving forward because this mm. guy, Jake Gensel, <laughs> the guy's always on. Uh, again, the penguins lose last night to finish out the season game number 82. They lose three to two in overtime, and that finishes the penguins off. The, uh, their season record is 40, 31, and 11. 40, 31, and 11. It's not a terrible record. It's not the best record, yeah. but 40, 31, and 11 is their final record. I don't want to spend the whole hour uh, blowing smoke up the Penguins' ass because, they, frankly, they don't deserve it. However, the one thing that they do deserve is to get the attention that they are due. And what I'm going to do, guys, uh, whether you saw these numbers, whether you didn't see these numbers, I'm going to give you a little bit uh, something to smile about because this is something that the Penguins accomplished during their 16-year playoff run, okay? All right, let's hear it. <laughs> the, first, uh, the first column I have is most playoff games played – during the Penguins' 16-year run. The Penguins, of course, led the way with 190, 190 playoff games. Second best was Boston with 170. 20 more than the next, uh, you know, next down. Yeah. Tampa Bay, who won a grip. I think they won two or three Stanley Cups in that time period. 163. 163 games played during the Penguins' 16-year run. The Rangers coming in at number four with 148 games. And the Capitals, solely because of us, are sitting at 147, which they should have had a lot more. But due to the Penguins and the Penguins alone, they didn't were able to do that. So they led the way. Top five teams, Penguins, Boston, Tampa Bay, Rangers, Washington. Uh, during the Pittsburgh Penguins 16-year playoff run, those are the emo- teams that had the most amount of playoff games played. Now, for the regular season, Here's a, a very interesting group of numbers right here, guys. This is uh, regular season numbers and rankings during the Pittsburgh Penguins' 16-year playoff run. Are you ready for this, guys? I'm ready for this. <laughs> Goals in the NHL in a regular season during the 16-year playoff run. 
the Pittsburgh Penguins come in first place with 3,879 goals. <laughs> you say these guys can't score? 3,879 goals. Um, goals for uh, with with games played. Get goals mm-hmm. for for every game played. 3.13, and that is first. First in the NHL during those 16 years. Power play percentage, 20.5%, which is third. Third during those 16 That's years. Surprising. That's surprising. Very, I, I thought that, so that as well. power play is hit or miss. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so the power play percentage is third place with 20.5. That's their percentage. <clears throat> power play goals, 911. That is first. They scored more power play goals than anybody during those 16 wow. years in the regular season. Shots per game, 31.7, which is fourth, fourth it's overall. Really not bad. Yeah. Shootout wins. First, they have 85 shootout wins during that period of time. Oh, Nobody yeah. has more. Crosby and, and Latang were just lights oh. out for the longest stretch. Road wins during that period of time, 325, which is third. Home wins, nobody was better during the 16 years that the Penguins uh, made the playoffs. The regular season home wins total was 403, Mike. Oh, wow. The best team. And finally, penalty kill percentage tied for third at 82.8%. They had some... That doesn't surprise me. They've had they had some really damn good pen, penalty killers. If you're going to talk about a um, you know a dynasty, yeah, these are dynasty numbers. Yeah, if you look at it, you can't tell me that. And, 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 and here's the thing: you can't. You literally can't sit here and tell us that anybody was better because during the 16 years that the Penguins had, where they, where they didn't miss the playoffs, out of all these things, goals, goals per game, power play percentage, shots, shootout wins, home wins, road wins, they're first, they're anywhere between first and fourth. No, nothing lower than fourth. Yeah. This team was a dynasty. Say what you will, the Pittsburgh Penguins, this uh, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, and even Marc Andre Fleury, mm-hmm. this was a dynasty. They were a dynasty in every stretch of the. And ever, ever since of the word, they were a dynasty. Absolutely. Like, they should be recognized as one, just as the New England Patriots, just as the Steelers. New York Yankees. I, they really should. This yeah. team, Mike Derpy, go back through time. This is one of the best teams ever. It was, too. And, and like you said, the numbers the numbers prove it. Not just the championships, but the right. numbers. And you think about, like, this Crosby, Malkin era, like, the, the great teams that were around at this time. You had Chicago. You had L.A. Then, but then and there's a gap, Tampa Bay, and then there's a little gap, and then the Penguins for how yeah. dominant they were with cha- multiple championships. The Penguins were the first to win back-to-back Stanley Cups in the salary cap era. You know, last year, you know, Tampa Bay tied them, but you know, the Penguins were first. We got there first. We get that little little, little sweetener for being the first to do. Yeah. It. So and just show that hey, it's able to be done. And you know, three Stanley Cups, uh, four appearances, not bad. Not bad, not bad for this little group who where people thought they were underachieving for a while. Like, there oh my is. god, they only won one Stanley Cup. At the you end of the day, is to win one, then they end up winning back. It's back. very difficult to win one. Very, very difficult. Yeah. And I learned that as a, as a youngster, Mike, when we were like, kids yeah. watching them beat 
the North Stars and beat the Blackhawks. Black, I thought we were run and run, boys. No, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and then you realize, you say, <laughs> wow, look how difficult. Look how much yeah. this team had to put into that just to be that team to finish yeah. it to the very end. It's very difficult. This team, Dynasty Mike, no questions asked. They should be celebrating this team the way they celebrate yes. some of these other dynasties. Um, there, there's Mike... And at the end of the day, we sat around and complained that they haven't been, they haven't made the playoff or they haven't won the playoffs in seven years, blah, 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 whatever, whatever the numbers yeah. were. At the end of the day, it's bull because everything they did that led up to that yep. gave them plenty of wiggle room. So if they yeah. didn't win a playoff game in the last so many years, that's fine because they've done so much and accomplished so much. And even with not uh, winning championships or winning playoff games, series, whatnot, in those last six years, you can still look at these numbers and say, wow, because even if, it, let's just say they dominated the last six years. I mean, this would be off the paper. It would it would be a video game. It would be video game numbers mm -hmm. because they're the tops and everything. Yet they were still, you know, we considered to be subpar the last six seven years. <laughs> right. Very amazing. Very. When you, when you sit back and you look at it in that perspective, Mike, you realize mm -hmm. how good this team actually was. And yeah. uh, you know, it, it's going to be a while. You know, some teams do have potential to become that become that kind of team. Don't get me wrong. But this team, what they did, and when you go back and you look at what all the players did as individuals, as players, look at all their numbers the whole way down, look at all their records, look at the team. This team, Mike, is one of the best ever, in my opinion. I, without a doubt, I, I would put this up there with like any, any of the dynasty teams. I absolutely. What, what they too. did was dominate. You know, it, it's nowadays it's harder to win championships. The players are so much better. The teams are better. It's a different game. Yeah. You know, every team now is. It's all about we're going to play 200-foot hockey. Back in the yeah. day, man, it's like we're just going to score goals, and if we stop you, we stop you. Now it's like, no, you have to be able to fight through the neutral zone, fight through the defensive zone. It's you know, a game's a whole hell of a lot different, so I, I'd stack them up with any of those dynasties. Absolutely. So I say we just take a moment of silence to slowly – lower these guys into the ground As because ryan tries not to throw up on air I, <laughs> you yeah so much gas right now bro. i know I, i'm very i'm gassy. thinking uh he better not burp or something's gonna be a good sound bite well i thought to myself <laughs> i gotta drink more coffee now since i'm giving the plant coffee Oh my God! So you drink I, enough yeah. coffee as there's enough coffee drinking at that house. There's a plant coffee. Oh yeah, Derby. Oh, you, you Derby, you is the whole thing. We got a bean growing at the at the studio. It's a it's a whole ordeal. I picked up this. I picked up a a, a new hobby, Derby. I'm growing a plant. I play jazz music for it every morning for ten minutes, and then I move it around the house to different windows all day long as the sun moves. It's a whole thing. I, I um. You know what, Ryan? I thought like we can hold the moment of silence when we throw it over to Derp because there's usually like a 10 second delay from when we change talk, ask him a question. So that could be the moment of silence. Please. Be a moment of silence, Derpy. What do you think? See, yes, look, look, there's, there's a moment, moment of silence. silence. Let's go ahead and lower the penguins into the ground because this is it, guys. I, I um, as I said, I didn't want to, I didn't want to bury them just yet, even oh. though, like I said, we knew they weren't going to be in yesterday. But uh, the Penguins, they did lose it overtime to the Blue Jackets, three to two. Take a moment of silence for this Pittsburgh Penguins team. Uh, Derpy, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Doing great, fellas. Good, good. Uh, I'm going to hit some Pittsburgh Pirates, and we're going to get into football hard here in a moment. Uh, I want to throw this first. This is, this is the uh, fascinating thing to me. What about these Tampa Bay Rays, 13 and 0? 
13, 13 and yeah, 0. They just, yeah, Mike. They're beating the Yankees. They're beat. I mean, this team, what's up with the who they're starts 13 and 0 in baseball? Barely, I mean, apparently nobody, I guess. What, what's they're up pitching there? Clubs. Is that what, yeah, what's going on? It's, I, I haven't seen a single game. I don't, it's just baseball's weird like that. Yeah. Baseball I mean, to win 13 like games that. in Very a row. Is, is, that's why they play 162. That's what I said, 162, yeah. And they're off to a good start. You couldn't be any uh, better off, I, I guess. Uh, Tampa Bay sitting at the top in the MLB with 13 wins, zero losses. The next tier down are teams with nine and four, which would be the Twins, the Brewers, and the Braves. And then the following teams are the teams that have eight and five, which is the third tier down. The Yankees, Blue Jays, Diamondbacks, and Buccos. So those are your top eight teams. And the majors, after 13 games in, will take it because at this point in the season, we're usually out of the playoffs. So, uh, <laughs> but it was a good game last night, everybody. We had the Cardinals. Everybody's used to us, you know, just totally shitting the bed against the Cardinals, which it, it happened for decades. Mm-hmm. Pirates come out. They beat the uh, Cardinals 5-0. There was nothing more enjoyable to me. It was almost almost as fun as watching us beat the Ravens. Uh, the Steelers, of course, not us, um, or the Penguins beating the Flyers, getting the ability, getting the chance to beat the Cardinals and then going out and beating them five nothing. It's always that's a great feeling. Uh, the Penguin. Let me go through all the teams. Why don't I? The Pirates are still one game behind Milwaukee in the division. Uh, they are at eight and five. The Cardinals dropped to five and eight, which are in last place in the division. Are the three or four games out of first? I can't recall. Uh, this is the sh- second shutout of this early season. Also, a couple of notable um, notes that I have here. Connor Joe Rodolfo Castro, they go back-to-back in the eighth inning. Santana, Carlos Santana, he uh, doubled twice in this game, drove one home. And Velasquez, the starting pitcher, went six strong innings, no runs given up. So uh, they looked good yesterday. You know, again, we, you know, the, 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 the end of that sentence is always going to be, but there's still so much baseball left to be played. But as, as of right now, 13 games in, you know, there's only seven teams that, that have played better than you at this point. And you know what? They're looking solid for losing, you know, their, their, their big young guy, their prospect, O'Neill, or their, you know, their star, O'Neill Cruz, and having a starting rotation that isn't yeah. too fantastic. We're sitting in good shape. We're back at it today. We got the uh, the Cardinals again in game two of a uh, four-game set, guys. So if we could go over there and, and really pick up some ground against this Cardinals team, it's certainly under par this year. They're definitely not the, t- the same team that we've always been seeing over the past 20 years. Of course, um, Yadier Molina, Wainwright, all these guys are gone. So this is the perfect time for a team like the Pittsburgh Pirates to take advantage and get their wins over these guys when we can. Yes, exact some revenge. Absolutely. You know, That's what I say when I when beat it was them up when they're down, baby. When it was two nothing, I said put your foot on their neck. When it was four nothing, I said put your foot on their neck. When it was five nothing, I thought you just floor it with these guys. It doesn't yep. matter. They 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 dominated us for decades. Put the put the put your foot on their neck and, and drive them into the ground. Do it, do it, do it. Rub their faces in it too. And they are. They're back at it again today. They do got the Cardinals now, uh, guys. Um. Derpy's sending me notes this morning. We'll get into that in a second here. Pittsburgh Maulers, they're in action to uh, Sunday, guys. 6.30 on Sunday on FS1. The Pittsburgh Maulers play game one. Now the USFL starts off this uh, weekend. They start Saturday, and that's the other teams that are involved. However, I don't really give two shits about those other teams. As a matter of fact, nobody knows who those other teams are. But the Pittsburgh Maulers, as the season goes on, we will give you a little bit more. 
But as of right now, the Pittsburgh Maulers are the team that I'm concerned about. They play Sunday at 6.30 on SF, FS1. Now, this game is down in Alabama. The only the game that matters. Yes. The XFL, they are week nine, everybody. Week nine, they are back. Uh, one week left after this in the regular season. Then the playoffs start. Uh, the games in week nine start on Saturday at 12.30. The Rod Woodson coached. Uh, Vegas Vipers, who are two and six, are traveling to Houston to play the five and th- three Roughnecks. Then on Saturday at 7 p.m., the one and seven worst team in the league, the Orlando Guardians, they are traveling to play Heinz Ward's team, the San Antonio Brahmas, who are much better sitting there at two and six, but uh, the good games are coming up. Oh, yeah. On Sunday, the Arlington Renegades, who are four and four, who are sitting in second place in the XF- XFL South. They travel to D.C. to play the seven and one, the seven and one D.C. Defenders, which is Mike Beer Squad. Snake. Beer, Beer snake. snake, baby. And finally, this game is the one that I'm anticipating is the late game on Sunday. Uh, the Seattle Sea Dragons. Now they're going to St. Louis to play the Battlehawks. There's no team that's that's snowballing interest in their uh, no fan base that's snowballing interest more. Then the St. Louis Battlehawks, they're, uh, they're, they're breaking records up there with the amount of people that are coming to games. They're really gaining a lot of popularity. Uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks, they're, they're really taking their crazed, city. Man, They've always liked love football, they, and they just had some bad owners come through there and move the team. Absolutely. And you have the 5-3 uh, and three Sea Dragons, who is, of course, the guys from up there in Seattle, Danucci, uh, Josh Gibbs. All the, is that his name, Josh Gibbs? Josh Cribbs. Cribs. Oh, they have cribs. Yeah, they got cribs. Okay. Bendinucci. Uh, and then Seattle. And then of course, I'm sorry, St. Louis is six and two. So that game, I think, is in my opinion, is going to be the best one of the weekend. They are in the same division. They're in second and third place. And you know, like I said, next week is the last week of the season in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That one there should be the best game of the weekend. Again, five and three Seattle at six and two St. Louis. <coughs> and I think that's going to decide a lot because as I said, next week. Yeah. You got week 10, and then we're going right into the playoffs. So that is the XFL week nine. I can't wait. Love me some DC defenders, baby. Beer snake. I'm just so glad that you're getting through the season with, with somewhat success. Yeah. People are digging it. They're still gaining momentum. People are still liking growing on these teams and, and it's getting ready to go in the playoffs. And, you know, some people are still talking about it. It comes up on ESPN. So that those are good signs for, for yeah. the league moving forward. Uh, and the league's embracing what they are like hey we're not the nfl we're our own thing right and we're not trying to compete against them like hey you know maybe you watch this league because you never know next year a couple of these guys might make it back yeah exactly exactly Uh, i think i i read an article the other day that said there was guys that you know the steelers may consider um after this season from the XFL because I mean there are guys that are that are just on the tipping point yeah. and a team like the Steelers that are kind of doing things the way they are now you might grab a guy for depth or you might grab yeah. um you know so uh, a lot of things going on as far as the Steelers as far as the NFL I do want to say real quick before we get into this football conversation about 3 30 last night I got up to check on my plan I mean to go to the bathroom and <laughs> uh I stopped in the living room on the way and the NFL network was playing a game Okay, and this was 3.30 in the morning. Uh, the game was the Washington Commanders 
and the Detroit Lions from last season. I got a couple comments about this guy. I was actually going to start texting you guys, but I know you were at work, Mike and Derby. I didn't want to wake you from your beauty sleep. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to watch this myself. Check it out. Couple, a couple observations I made. I think the Lions are going to be pretty good, Mike. I, this yeah, I team, and, I, and I've said this a while, I've been supporting them. And, and I think they're going to be dangerous. Dude, from what I've seen in that game, and it was like game two from last season. It was literally, they were 0-1 and Washington was 1-0 and or something like that. But you know what? The talent that Detroit had already, they were looking damn good. You add what they've done in this offseason, you add mm-hmm. what they're going to do in the draft. I guarantee this team will be in the playoffs this year. This Detroit Lions team, I guarantee it. Yeah, I think they. I think that they'll make it. I think they'll, they're going to end up winning the NFC North. I, I think so too. Otherwise, who else? You know what I mean? The Vikings would probably be the the other team that you would yeah. you would probably consider. But I think Detroit's better than them. I think Detroit, even with everything that the Bears done, I think Detroit's better than them. And, and Packers, you know, until Jordan Love takes over that team and and, and makes it his own and. I, I don't think they're winning any division. So I, I, I agree wholehearted, Mike. I think Detroit wins that division. Yeah, I think it's going to be a toss-up yeah. between them and um, them and the, and the Vikings, but I think it, it, they're going to come out on top. I think the Vikings are a nice draft away from being pretty decent again this year as well. I mean, they, they weren't, weren't too far off last year. No. They made the like, playoff, Kirk, you know. Kirk Cousins is not going to – he's not going to get you. No. They got to they, they got to kind of dive and, and get themselves a good quarterback. You know what I mean? Because you put a decent um, franchise quarterback up there, that yeah, could be a got, pretty good you, team. Yeah, you have weapons up there. Yeah, really good weapons. And the main reason that I did bring this up, I got to watch Cole Holcomb play um, first half. Uh-huh. And I watched every defensive play for the whole, you know, 25 half minutes, half hour, whatever it was I was sitting there. Uh, I got an, uh, I made, here's an observation and an opinion. I just hope, do what you want with this. We went bargain hunting this off season. Everybody knows that we, we went and we bargained and we dropped some people and we got some people that, you know, that we could probably pay a little lower. My hope is this. I hope it don't come down to us at the end of the season going, well, we got what we paid for. Do what you want with that. I'm not going to go more further into it because I don't want to upset anybody. I don't want to skew anybody's opinion of, of anybody that we brought over. I just hope that we don't end up saying, well, we got what we paid for. Because along the way, we made a lot of moves, Mm -hmm. but a lot of things were bargain moves. And a lot of things were to bring the price down so we could make other moves. And um, as I watch this game, I'm not again, I'm not going to give my opinion on on, on Holcomb. Just just don't let 25 minutes of what you saw in the middle of the night. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. He was good. He, he, He was in every play. But Do I think he's a lot of people are expecting poxy? no. A lot of gonna... people are expecting you know nothing short of Ray Lewis. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're expecting this yeah. great. He he falls into that category of Miles Jack, Devin Bush, in my opinion. And again, that yeah. was a very short period of time. But what yeah. I've seen, 
I just hope we don't end up saying yeah, we got what we paid yeah, for. Yeah, like I haven't really seen anything outside the highlights and like looking at stats and what right. I've read. So we got to wait to see until like we got to see what he's like in our system and against like the teams. We're Absolutely. Be so yeah, I I don't want you to go. You were all amped up about what we did. Now you're getting. I down. know. I, I want you. To, I wish I wouldn't have seen it. Me. Don't be pessimistic like me. That's my stick. Uh, the okay. Detroit Lions, they were up like 22 to nothing at that point when I decided to finally go to bed. I thought they were just scoring <laughs> at will on, on Washington's defense. And, you know, and I'll put that into consideration, too. It is, <clears throat> excuse me, it is Washington's yeah. defense. Um, I, I, like I said, until I see him in the black and gold, sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's a change of scenery. Sometimes just yeah. putting a, a uniform on like the New York Yankees, like the Pittsburgh Steelers, it just clicks something within people. Yeah. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait to give my full opinion of, of this guy in his play till after that happens. But um, as I said, I, I the only thing that I really came walking away from that game was, wow, is this Detroit Lions team looking good? So do what you want with that. Um, Trace McSorley. Trace McSorley. I, I, I'm reading, Mike, is this a real or is this a rumor? He is going it's to true. the Patriots. Yeah, he's it's true. going to the Patriots. Like, yeah, they, they need a, they need a, third string quarterback and so yeah their first and fun. second string i thought mac, mac jones is he their first i guess right yeah, he's their first yeah but trace mc's always never going to be a starter in this league he's never going to be a number two was he just number? out in the card with the no nah, mike no nah. <laughs> was he the, just with, what the hell derby no nah. um <laughs> Was he? He was just with the Cardinals, correct? There we go. Now we can have a talk. Jerpy's <laughs> in the waiting room. Yes, Trace McSorley, like like a lot of college quarterbacks, doesn't don't make it. He he made it to the NFL. He's a backup. Yeah, there was quarterback. a lot of Ohio He's State guys that didn't pan out. Either. Yeah, I know. And Derpy, you know, he doesn't want to have an intelligent conversation, so he can go all sit right, in the waiting room back for, in. for a He's minute. All right. He'll I, come back in. I hope he comes back yeah. in. <laughs> Get your ass back I hope he understands what's going on here. Um, he talks shit on Penn State. Terrell Pryor, timeout corner. Terrell Pryor, right off Terrell the top Pryor of my head. Actually, I mean, he, you know, he <laughs> Terrell Pryor wasn't bad, man. He became back. a wide receiver. Yeah, but you that's know, Nate, no, Nathan. P, he's doing. Hey, man, if Nathan Peterman can still be employed in the league, you know, and that's that's a good thing. Nathan Peterman is still in the league, but where is Terrell Pryor? Terrell Pryor got he got railroaded. That's out what I'm there. saying. So you know, I I, I do. I, I you learned your because... lesson, Derpy. <laughs> learned your lesson. I will put you. I'll put a motherfucker in the waiting room. <laughs> oh, yeah. itchy and scratchy. There they are. Uh, so there you have it, Trace McSorley. Did you say that, that he is three? Do you who, do you know who the number two is up there? Uh, I don't have their. No, oh, hold on. Give me one. Derpy, do you know? I don't know the number two. Okay. Uh, Blaine Zappy. I forgot about Zappy. Oh, Zappy. That's right. Zappy. Zappy. Why would I call him Blaine Zappy? They have a nice. I mean, that's a nice three. That's I a. Mean, that's a nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, at least you heard of all three of these guys. Anything really, you know? Yeah. Uh, The other big story in the NFL before we move to Pittsburgh Steelers is, of course, the Washington, the team from Washington that I like to call them. They are being bought by a group for a record. What is it? Six billion, six point something. Yeah, it was a little over six billion. I think it was, or just so. There you have it. If the Washington Commanders are worth six billion, could you imagine what the good teams are worth? The good franchises, right? Jeez. My God, but apparently they're trying to buy like the Patriots or the Steelers, the Steelers the Patriots, Packers, oh. Cowboys. Uh, this team, apparently in the group of the group that's buying it, Magic Johnson, everybody. Magic Johnson. Oh, okay. I knew one of his, I knew a group. Magic was in one of the groups trying to buy it. I didn't realize it was this one. Okay. Now, Magic Johnson, mind you, he, he his ex, he, 
he's past his expiration date. He contracted HIV in 91. Here we are 32 years later. The guy's hey. buying NFL teams. He proved money can cure anything. He can. He proved that he has a Magic Johnson's what he proved. Holy <laughs> shit. But uh, good for them. Good for them. Maybe just maybe the, the the team from Washington will finally turn around and, and they can get back to their, their mm. glory days because they have not been doing very well for the past few decades. No, they have not. Um, Derpy sends me Bud Dupree to the Falcons. I did not know this. Is this true, Derpy? This is true. Yes, this, this is, is true. true. Uh, so there you go, everybody. Everybody that was hoping for that big reunion, the big Bud Dupree, which I was cool with one way or the other. If he would have came here. back, I would have been cool with that. If he if he didn't, I, I'm cool yep. with that. I, I'm not going to lose any sleep. I can tell you that. But Bud Dupree is now an outside linebacker for the he's Atlanta a, Falcons. Out, uh, oh, I said something else, too. They, uh, Tanner Muse, who was an outside linebacker for the yes. last year, he's more of a special teamer. Um, he's also in Pittsburgh to visit the Steelers. I heard that he is signing. Anybody get anything th- I that far? I haven't seen that just yet. No, I haven't seen that. Um, he's signing with the Steelers. I got a special teams linebacker Tanner Muse signing with the Steelers okay. one year. Uh, hey, you know, we needed that depth. Yeah, we could use it. the depth at linebacker. And uh again, you know, who who is this guy? Is he just somebody we picked up he's on a, a bargain that could fill the hole? Is that he's I, a special teams guy? Yeah. Okay. Which we need, especially yeah, you need special teams. Not every signing is gonna be a splash. Right. So uh, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll take it. We'll take it. I'll take it at this point because we got the draft less than two weeks away. And geez, oh man, that's getting, I'm getting excited. I'm watching this game on the NFL network last night, guys. And I'm watching, they're putting like the top five of every position in the draft going across the bottom of the screen. And I thought to myself, you know, we, we, we would be crazy to, to trade up and lose, let's say the 32, because listen, you look at all five names of the best five at each position times 22 positions. So sitting at 17 and 32, you're going to get somebody that you, if you, if, if he's not the guy that you specifically want right off the top, you're going to get one of the best five because everybody else needs things too. It isn't like everybody's going to be attacking the cornerbacks. Everybody isn't going to be attacking the offensive tackles. So sitting at 32 by law of average and, and by chance, you think that you're going to get somebody within the top five of those positions, possibly the best guy, just depending at at 17 and 32 i think we're in great shape and then you get to and then you get to 47 you're still sitting within the first 50 people so you look back at your other positions where you need and let's just say you get the the fifth best receiver which who for example just might be cancy inside a a defensive tackle position or a jordan addison i'm I'm just pits right on top of my head where who he'd be sitting at the fifth best receiver so what i'm saying is i i think the 17 32 49 47 whatever it is I think that's as good as, as, as it could get. I mean, yes, we could get a bump, bump up and get the guy from Ohio State or, you know, the tackle that we want. But, you know, you could really, really win in this draft pick by not doing anything in this you draft. You can. You can. But if you think one of the – if you think the number one tackle on your board Mike. Is, is that much better than two, and, three, that, four, and five – respectively let me let me just cut you for one second yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just because i'm gonna I, i'm not a smart smartest guy i'm just gonna say as we were saying yesterday it's always a crap shoot though so let's just yes, yes, say we, we we trade and we get the guy from ohio state and he ends up blowing his knee so that's why i'm thinking you don't make the move just take what you got i think those three picks in the top 50 
get you a great draft. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, but I'm thinking like, do you want quantity or quality? If you think one, the number one player at tackle or corner is better than four and five, right? Packaging up 17 and 49 to move up into that top 10 area, that 12, 10 to 12, nine to 12 area and getting, getting the one who I think is going to be that, that game changer that is so much better than the others on the board. I'm going to take that chance. I, you know, I, I have no problem if they stay pat and just pick, Oh, best, the number one player left on the board at this position we're taking here. Oh, we'll come here. Best remaining on the board. We're taking here. I have no problem with that, but I also have no problem with going, Hey, this is who we have clear cut. Who's so much better than everyone else. We're going to get them. Let me ask you this. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. (laughs) Let's say, let me ask you this. Let's say we do that. We trade up. We get the guy from. Uh, well, please help me with his name. The, the tackle from Ohio State. Frank Johnson Jr. Johnson. Johnson Jr. So June, we get Johnson Jr. And we we trade away. We don't no longer have our thirty-two and forty. I'm not giving up thirty-two. Oh, bear with me here, Derby. So let's say we give up those two picks. We move up. We get Paris Johnson Jr. We're in the uh, third game of preseason, and Paris Johnson Jr. blows out his ACL. Mm-hmm. Now, I that's where I think the quantity over quality would come and it would be beneficial because you're still able to hit your other positions, your other, um, you know, areas of need with good quality top 50 picks. Again, not everybody's picking a tackle. Not, you know, a lot of teams may need skill players are going to get their backs or receivers or, you know, so those kind of things are going on as well. And, you know, and let's just say uh, Paris Johnson Jr. blows his ACL and it becomes a problem and he comes back next season and doesn't get better. It, it, he hurts it again. So, you know, I, I'm really taking what you said yesterday and putting into consideration that, you know, every, every pick, every pick is, is a crap shoot. That's 100% true. You just don't know what's going to happen. You, you, there's no way to tell, read the future, but that's where I'm thinking me personally, that taking the quantity, the, uh, the quantity, because at least you're hitting all your, all your marks, you know, that you need, this you know that you need that you know that you need this and if you could get the fourth best offensive tackle with the 17 pick or the third best offensive tackle and again we you know we don't know we could the guy that we want could still be sitting there i I think he waited out and that's just my opinion now what if we take so we don't make any trades we take a corner at 17 we take a tackle at 32 and that tackle blows his knee out at 32 right we still don't have a tackle so it doesn't matter (laughs) but we have a blows out in here but we don't have a tackle we do have that corner though, which we wouldn't have. So we get the corner at thirty-two and tackle. We trade right, trade two right. picks. Okay, I preferably would do it the way that you would get more there. players for the, because you're getting again, you're getting three top fifty players opposed to one. We would get, um, we'd have two top fifties as opposed to as as opposed to three. I don't know. I I I, I would do it. I, I, I see it. what you're saying, but you know, injury, put- injuries happen. You know, you, oh, it's not just because you traded up. Oh, therefore we shouldn't have traded up. Uh, kind of like if we don't trade up, get the guy, and he still gets hurt. Does that doesn't make it any better? He's still hurt. I, I'm just putting it out there as worst case scenario. <laughs> I'm not saying that every guy's going to get hurt. I'm not saying that at all or anything yeah, like I know, that. But I'm just like I'm just saying that I would rather get the highest corner that I could get, or the guy that I'm interested in getting. You know, the highest tackle, at least the two or three positions that we know that we need. You got to cover them positions. And if you could get the highest, if you could get top 50 guys, if you could get top 50 guys to fill those three spots, I would be fine with that opposed to getting somebody who we believe is going to make the transition to the NFL and be a really good tackle. 
you know, which, you know, that's not guaranteed either. So for me personally, the quantity is what I would go for mm-hmm. and get and take those three picks. I, I, I can respect that. I, I'm more along the lines of like, if, if you, if you're in love with the guy, you go get him and right. see what happens. Right. But uh, like both strategies work. It's just, you know, there's risk and reward to both. Caught me off guard was this. They said, when, when, I was watching uh, ESPN the other day and they said, well, you know what? Paris Johnson, he played, he was in the big 10. He played such good competition. What the hell does that mean? Okay. They played yeah. Michigan. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? And well, uh, like what saying, does that you know, mean? Yeah. Like, it oh, probably geez. means defenses. Well, I, I get that, yeah, but, uh, but it's like you know. saying like just because someone went to Alabama, they're going to be great. How many right. many people right, who come you know. from Alabama return to be great? So it's all based on looking at watching them play individually. Like looking, you have to break down their mechanics of their gameplay. So That's in other really words, I'm not in is, love. Yeah. I'm not in love with Paris Johnson. I, I would love to have him. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but if I'm sitting in the spot, and I'm not. If I was sitting in that spot, I, I don't love him. I, I I would be okay with another guy there. I, yeah. I'm not um, I'm not married to the idea. But you know what? If we could pull him, I, I would be thrilled because again, the the word on the street is he's going to be an amazing tackle in the NFL. And you know what? Um, a lot of people know what they're talking about because uh, you know sometimes 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 the viewers know more than than the people on TV. You know. Well, the people on TV have no idea what they're talking about. No. They're just uh, just as us, unless you're actually worked in the scouting department that's like really when it comes to it like how like locally um right. matt williams he worked in the scouting uh, department. devin I, bush I devin bush huh? apparently loves loves playing besides bobby wagner well, well, uh, he's done wouldn't? some drills maybe a couple wanted. volunteer practices but he absolutely loves playing next to bobby wagner and when asked what happened in pittsburgh why why didn't they resign you Bush says this, Devin Bush says this, quote, I wish I knew, but till this day, I have no answer. <laughs> you stunk. Okay. okay. You, 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 you didn't make open field tackles. You got drugged down the field 13 yards. You want me to help you with this, with this interview, Devin? Devin's not the smartest tool in the shed. No. And again, this was, you know, this is a big 10 guy. So again, just a shot. I, I'm fine with the big 10, but no, it's not big 10. The university went to. But you know that's a pretty damn good university. I think we could. Yeah. I, I mean, of course, you're university. you have you're 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 hardwired to say that it's you know the the go against it. I I understand that, but that's again beside the point. Devin Bush, I wish I knew. Till this day, I have no answer. Do you buy that, or um, you really believe he has no answer and, and he he's that clueless? He's that clueless. He you knows think? what's up. He's clueless. Yeah. You, you think he's clueless, Dirk? Must be he's from Michigan, I don't think right? He's honest. Most of the most NFL players aren't honest. Right. Yeah, anybody, I guess you ask them why their downfall was, they're going to candy coat it a little bit, right? Yeah, they're not going to blame yeah. themselves. Uh, so Bud Dupree, Tanner Muse. One other thing I did pick up the other day, guys, you can now, you can help and you could go vote. Uh, what is that? Hall of Honor they have and, and you could go so online go to the website the app whatnot look it up navigate find you can vote on the 2023 hall of honor inductees so i thought that was pretty cool and if you are into your skillers like a lot of people are that could be a fun thing to do get get involved and be a part of that there you go i sent something else ryan i don't know if you've seen it or discussed. um was it about carson wentz no uh, real quick, one you do you did it was say about something. the pens. Uh, real quick about Carson Wentz before I say anything else, 
he was the quarterback for Washington, and that guy stinks. He stinks. Yeah, I used terrible. to think he was good when he played for Philly, like when he was first there. There was a game where they played us, and he just dominated us. And I used to think this guy's going to be good. I watched him in that game last night in the middle of the night, and he stinks. Uh, I, you know, I think Derby, you might have said something along the lines of maybe have him as a third, you know, a, a, you know, one of our, our quarterbacks. I, I don't want that guy anywhere to run our team, to be honest with you. God, no. Carson, Wentz, he's trash. I mean, would you he's rather terrible. have a rookie or would you have a, rather have someone? Uh, or Carson or, Wentz? Our, our quarterbacks are rookie. Pickett, a Trubisky, and then a rookie quarterback. That's what they are. Face I'm facts. not going with a rookie. They, Steelers always have a, a rookie on the team in that third quarterback spot. They always have someone coming along. It's just what they do. It's how they do business for the most part. Oh, a coon. Uh, you guys want to do something fun? We got about 13 minutes now. I did this. I did something a little different today. Derpy, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I want to do something fun. It's Friday. You want to have you want to have fun today, guys? Oh, wait, so we're not going to talk about the biggest story going on in the uh, NFL. What's the biggest story? I maybe I don't know. What am I? What am... Ben, Big Ben and Lamar Jackson. Oh, or... did you want to talk about that? Yeah, everyone's well, talking about it. So let's not talk See, about I don't. It. I don't. I didn't think too much of it. Go ahead. You you like, carry no, it, no, Mike. No, I, no, I was just going to point out how silly it was. Because it was very tell, silly. Because you can tell no one actually listened to what he said. Um, like Ben was actually he basically saying Lamar Jackson ain't shit. No, no, that's not what he said at all. Okay, at all. He didn't say that at all. Please, no. He was saying he was like him and his host co-host were talking about the quarterback play in here. There, like you got Joe Burrow, uh, Deshaun Watson if he can return to form, uh, Kenny Pickett on the rise, and now Lamar if he comes back. You know, you have Odell and Ben. Ben was like, yeah, you normally with Lamar, you know, you. You bring the safety down because he's not gonna. He's like he's not gonna pick you apart, but he has a cannon for an arm and he can make the throws when he needs. But now, you know, you're you bring in Odell. That safety's gonna have to move back. That opens up the game, the running game for Lamar and the Ravens. And okay, now you want to bring that down? Well, thank you. You're gonna put OBJ one on one, and I'm gonna make that throw all day long. He was heaping praise on Lamar, saying, "Yeah, like, here's what I he's get gonna be good." That. Like Ben likes Lamar because they're similar I gathered- quarterbacks. He wasn't talking shit at all. He was praising what I got gathered from ben in the NFL was that he is not scared, and I am not scared of of Lamar Jackson being able to, to pick you apart. I agree, and I and I agree one hundred percent. And I agree because a couple of things here. And again, I, I didn't even want to get into this. It's kind you of know, silly. you know what quarterbacks? I was never worried about picking me apart. Steve Young, because he was going to play breakdown. He's going to beat you that way. A big Ben was never going to sit in the pocket and pick you apart. He's going to wait for the play of the breakdown. And same thing with Lamar. He's in the same way. You know, the play breaks down. We're going to scramble and extend it and make plays that way. There's a you couple know? of things that's going to happen. Omar Odell Beckham Jr., I'm sorry, <laughs> has had a hard time even staying on the field for the yeah. past couple of seasons where he's been yeah. where he's been playing. The guy can't stay healthy for one. He's starting to age. The two – we don't even know if Lamar Jackson is going to play. Yeah, I, I like I said. And I mean, that's, this what, was, that's what Ben even said too. He's like, "Who's their quarter, going to be their quarterback?" And if Lamar's coming back and happy, and that's a big a if. Contract, and that's a big. He's like Ben was like, "Look out!" If he's how happy and if OBJ is healthy, he's like, "Look out!" That's going to be a good combination. Well, I mean, obviously, but you know, I, I still I wouldn't fear that. I, I there's some they don't have enough. There's not a other thing, a whole lot going on as far as other things. Um, if, I, you know, if I, they're I, smart and they get a good receipt, if they if they if they're smart and and the draft falls away to where like let's just say 
Jordan Anderson or Quentin Johnson falls all the way down to them at what 23? Pick one of them up, pair them with OBJ, the and pair them. them pair that with Mark Andrews. That offense becomes more and more potent. And then if you have a happy Lamar, that's going to be like this that's a division. Lot of ifs. That, that's this, a lot of ifs. Yeah, but like I'm saying, like, like so if if, saying, if 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 all those yeah, things they were happen, saying, that's what maybe they're saying. Like, they... it's looking like this division is going to have four really good quarterbacks and four really good offenses if everything keeps going the way we think. Like if we like if I don't think uh, Lamar Jackson's going to play. That's what I think. Well, but that's what the whole conversation was a hypothetical. Like if Lamar plays in. I don't Deshaun think he's going to beat you. Form. Joe Burrow keeps playing the way he does. And if Kenny improves. And the thing I noticed about this thing too, is like, like the way that there wasn't really criticism towards Lamar. All Lamar fans came out in full fangrin force. And it's kind of like, it reminded me of Kenny. You mean the fans. bandwagons, Mike? No. I'm... <laughs> I do... Most of the, there we go. No, it was just reminding me. It, it's the like the way like we protect Kenny and Baltimore fans were protecting Lamar. It's like a, what a lot of sports fans do. You protect your guy, and I. And I mean, it was we, just we funny. The, the, the funny di- the, the <laughs> dynamic, the way everything was going. We have a lot of ifs on our offense too. Absolutely. If, if the line can improve, if Kenny can make the next step, if what right. we saw down the stretch between our offense and defense those last eight games was it just the opponents or it was the team? Coming well, it's going to be a lot of There's the same opponents that we play this year because we have a weaker schedule this year than we had yeah, last year. I know, year, so, so that's, that's, that's yeah, what's going to help us out right there. But it, it's just going to be interesting because we have four quarterbacks who could potentially, if they all play up to their potential, we could have four, the best division of quarterbacks. All right, allow me the collective to, division. Allow me to opine, if you will. Oh God, we got to get to the fun stuff. Well, I don't even think we have time now, but. Uh, as far as this goes, I what I caught, and it might have been the, the first part of it or the old part of it. What I what I heard, and the reason why I didn't pay much attention to this is because I, I don't think that you know if Lamar comes back, let's say he comes back late in the season. Again, there's so many ifs. I you know, and again, yeah. it's the Ravens, and I hate even putting thought into these guys. But I'm not afraid of Lamar Jackson. I I, I used to be. After I found out that the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, the guy is ineffective, was ineffective, even as an MVP was ineffective against the Steelers. I, I did not, I, I don't, I don't fear him anymore. There was a time that he should have been feared whenever they were running this three running back, him and two running backs. Everyone's running different ways. This was a time that I thought you should have been afraid. You had L, Odell Beckham Jr., who who really hasn't done anything amazing in, in the past. How many years he's been injured for, for two years? He hasn't played a full season. It's going to take a lot more. The and I agree, Mike. Don't get me wrong. If you put those four quarterbacks as your four starting in the North, I, yeah. I think that you know that that's going to be a lot to talk about because these are four names that you're going to be hearing about and talking about. But me personally, not afraid. Uh, the first thing that I did, did hear Ben say was, "Yes, he's dangerous." However. If you, you know, I'm not afraid of him picking us apart from the pocket, blah, 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 blah. That's all like anyone saying is that little 10 second clip. They're not taking the whole six minute segment in context of what it is. And that to me is the story right there. No one wants to look at it in context. What he said like was accurate. Like I like when Ben played teams didn't fear Ben in the pocket. What did you want to do with Ben? You wanted to keep him in the pocket. Steve Young, keep him in the pocket. Peyton Manning, you wanted to disrupt the pocket. Um, Mahomes, you kind of want to disrupt the pocket. Joe Burrow, you want to disrupt the pocket. So, yeah, different quarterbacks have different strengths. And Even Lamar's when... and Ben's is getting out of the pocket making plays, whereas other quarterbacks, you stay in the pocket and pick people apart. Even when Lamar Jackson was really good, he, he was, it was because of his freakish ability. 
Yeah. It was because of the way he ran it, and which was, you know, what now, three, four years ago. He's gone through injuries, and even when he was good, he had a hard time keeping a hold on the ball. He had a hard, he, he had fumbling issues, and I and, and here's the thing: he fumbled a lot against us, and I don't watch them a lot to know that he fumbled a lot, but he had a high percentage of fumbles and fumbles lost against us, us alone. Yeah, I, I you know again, it's going to take Lamar Jackson. He, in my opinion, we could go on the reputation of what he was. Or we could look and see. I mean, the guy may never be the same ever again. He might come back from the sprained knee. And, you know, I mean, the, the guy that we're afraid of is the guy that yeah. runs the ball, the guy that's athletic, the guy that moves out of the pocket, the guy that gets downfield. We don't even know if he's going to be that guy. We I don't know if he's, he's going to have something in the back of his mind where, you know, he, he's afraid to, to, to blow the knee. There's going to be so many ifs, I think, with Lamar Jackson, with number eight on the Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. before he could even get back to that level to where people were afraid of him. I don't see it. I, I, um, Again, I may, apparently I missed the part of the Ben, but but my everyone opinion everyone missed the everyone missed it. That's the story. My right opinion there. is in which people would tune in for us is for our opinion. I I don't fear this guy. I think he has to come back, prove above and beyond before he could even get back to that point to to where he sat as an MVP. Uh, and again, we don't even know if this guy's going to play this year. They're a mess. They're a mess yeah. over there. And I, and yeah, I refuse that, to uh, even give was, them but that was any like the whole point of it. Like no one like the whole story of this whole the whole situation that's blowing up all over the place is no one actually listened to what he said they they took a 10 second sound bite and, I'm glad I didn't and constructed an entire narrative out of it when he was actually singing the praises of Lamar Jackson and the quarterbacks of the AFC North i think the real story is is them saying on the podcast like the implying that the AFC North has the best collection of quarterbacks in the I, I can agree with that's that. the whole story right <laughs> if you're there. if you're going by name yeah, that's a pretty it's a pretty good a pretty good argument yeah. Um. I, I. You go out and you spend a gazillion dollars on a linebacker, which he's a great linebacker that they brought from Chicago last year. But you've seen him play in the second game when we played them last year. This guy certainly didn't do enough to stop us because we did beat them in the second game where he wasn't involved in the first team where we lost to them. He was involved in the second mm-hmm. team. We beat them. So, again, there was nothing that, that came out from uh, this, this linebacker. Maybe think this is a Ray Lewis kind of guy. So they take all this money. They throw it at him. Now they have issues paying anybody else. You're going to have this mm-hmm. guy, and you're going to have Lamar Jackson, and you're going to have Odell Beckham. It's great. I love it. I, I love it. As a Steeler fan, this is like the best thing ever. Oh, Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. I, I just refuse to believe that this team is going to be anything for at least a couple seasons. And if they are, it's not going to be because of this combination that they have um, this Odell Beckham Jr. and Lamar Jackson. Uh, guys, what's him what's go throw out for like 20 touchdowns? You know what? Come if by. they do, it is what That'll it is. And we'll learn and we'll, uh, we'll live and we'll learn. But um, they I, found I said... hey, uh, Derpy. This one's for you. You ready yeah. for this? They found yeah. Drake. I hope you're. Uh, they found Drake. They found Drake. Yes. Now I knew you would appreciate this story. It has nothing to do with sports. I, but I, I know. I know. Drake from Drake and Josh, the show. And I, I know knew, the unsettling part too. The the uh the, the well I think the unsettling part is the fact that you grew up watching them. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I know the age. I put two and two together, and I said, you know what? I know Derpy grew up watching Drake and Josh. Drake was missing. They found him. Where, where was he, Derpy? Do you know? <laughs> Near a school. Near a school. What was he doing? Um, (laughs) I don't even want to discuss it. All right, all right. Anyway, I just you get you get the point, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa, hey now, whoa, whoa, whoa. You got to watch Hollywood. Um, two minute warning, warning, Mike. Why don't you go tell everybody about the website? (sighs) Let me center. Let me get in character. (laughs) Two dot 
Okay, we got to mute Derpy again. <laughs> TwoDumbYinsers.com. Head on over there. We have links for everything at TwoDumbYinsers.com. YouTube, Spotify, Anger, Merchandise Store, TwoDumbYinsers.com. Why are my hands going like this? I'm like Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hands. Going to go, you're going Italian today. All the hands are always moving, you know? <laughs> uh, yes, go check it out. www.twdumbyinsers.com. Go check. It has all kind of cool stuff, as Mike says. Uh, we are live every day, Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. We appreciate everybody. We hope you continue to check us out. What I was going to do, guys, and we still have two minutes. I, I guess I could do something with this. What it was <laughs> is, is a list. Now, this is every team's best first-round pick, and that's why that's why I wanted to really get into it because if we, we can we win through all time. the teams. Let's do overtime, baby. Overtime. Do overtime. overtime. You, you got time for overtime? Yeah, my kid, yeah, yeah. My, my kid has my phone. Hey. Can you, can you pull it off, Mike? Do you think you can handle overtime? It must be yeah, good. Yeah, I'm good. I, turned, I just had to. It must be good because he had to turn the volume off. Yeah, yeah. I had to correct my. I time. did right. send something else about the pens, though. Okay, Derpy, okay. you go ahead and say what you got to say about the pens. I'll get this set up, and we'll go into overtime. We're like the Penguins. I don't, I don't know about. I don't Can't know if lose, you though. saw this, but they cleaned house. Like who? Basically, uh, they got rid of their front office. Like all uh, Rutherford, um, Brian Burke. Did they get rid of yeah, all, them all of them? Not Rutherford, not Hextall. Yeah, we figured that was coming. That was Did they like, do that yeah, already? Yeah, that just happened as soon as you started the show. It was just oh man, Derby. I wish you would have. I wish you would have cut me off sooner. No, but that's awesome. We knew it was coming. <laughs> them guys, good riddance. Bye bye, Ron Hextall. You couldn't. You couldn't get him out of here fast enough. Um, wow, that is big. All right, guys, let's do this. We're gonna go through thirty-two teams. I'm gonna give you the team name. You give me who you think would have been their best, their best first round draft pick ever. Okay. For example, we get to the Giants. If you think who would have their best draft pick ever been, I think Lawrence Taylor. You say Lawrence Taylor, and then we'll, we'll see who it will try to match it up with what the list says. Okay. Okay. So we're going to take, explain that again, real quick. All right. So I'm going to start with the Arizona. Uh, I'm going to go in alphabetical oh, order. Okay. We have the to Arizona the Cardinals. Pick. I say, who do you think would have been their best, that okay. franchise's best first round pick ever? Okay. All right. So the All Arizona right. Cardinals, who do you guys think? Who do you guys think would have been the best first round pick ever by the Arizona Cardinals? Oh, my God. I'm trying to think. I mean, these are a lot of, these are all modern-ish names. It isn't uh, like they're going back Kyler to 1902. <laughs> Kyler Murray, what do you think, Derpy? Fitz, I don't know. It is, oh, it is it. the number three overall pick in 2004 drafts was Larry Fitzgerald out of Pittsburgh. About that Fitzgerald. is correct. The Cardinal, the only irrelevant player on that team. Uh, Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden. Uh, all right. The next is Atlanta. Atlanta Falcons. Who, who was the number one, the best first round pick ever by this team? I know the most anticipated was, and I'll give you a hint. It wasn't that guy. So it wasn't hmm. Vic. Um, it was not Vic. Oh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. What about you, Derby? Hmm. I'm going to go Julio. Julio. According to the list in 1985, the number two overall pick, the guard, Bill Fralick. What? That's, that's the list. I'm going to go with the list. Wow. That wow. List is, that list is whack, yo. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis, you're both right. 1996, it's actually Ray Lewis and Jonathan Henry. Ogden picked at number Aww. four yeah. and number 26. 
Um, I, I, you know what? I'm going to give you the year as well. Maybe that'll help. Okay. 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 Buffalo Bills, 1985, the number one overall oh, pick. Jim, ooh, 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 85, 85. Uh, was it that 85 draft with all those quarterbacks? Jim Kelly? Jim, Jim Kelly, Kelly, who do you think, Derby? I'm going to go, Jim. I'm going to go, Sam. Number one overall, 1985, defensive end, Bruce Smith. He was the Ooh. other one. Um, Drew, okay, let's go to the Browns. 1957, number six overall. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Good. Bengals, number uh, 1980, number three overall. Um, 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 left tackle, Anthony Munoz. Okay, Mike um, Derpy. I'm just going to go with Mike. <laughs> That's correct, Anthony Munoz. 1975, Chicago Bears, fourth overall pick. Uh, That's got um, to be Payton, right? Who was that, Derp? Payton, maybe? I don't know. Walter Payton, good pick. What about you, Mike? E- either him or uh, Singletary. Number 1975, number four overall was running back Walter Payton. Yes. Uh, 2002, number two overall pick by the Carolina Panthers. Cam 2002, Newton. number two overall <laughs> by the Carolina Panthers. Oh, Cam went number one, didn't he? Okay, 2002, Cam- number two overall, Panthers. Any uh, any guesses? I'm going to go Smith. Okay, how about you, Mike? Steve Smith, I'm assuming? Yeah. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. The answer was <laughs> defensive end Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers oh, yeah. was a pretty good That's pick. Right. Yeah, yeah, he was, was good. Yeah. Um, Dallas Cowboys, nineteen ninety, number seventeen overall. The same pick that the Pittsburgh Steelers have this year. Number nineteen ninety, number seventeen overall. Emmett, Dallas Cowboys. Emmett Smith. Emmett Derp. Emmett Smith. It is Emmett Smith. <laughs> uh, the Denver Broncos, nineteen eighty nine, number twenty overall. Hmm. Broncos. What year? Mind you, know you they had already been to the Super Bowl with John Elway prior yeah, to that, so that is not the answer. <laughs> 1989, number 20 overall, Broncos. Sharp? Sharp. Sharp, what about you, Derp? You know what? Yeah, I'm going to go Sharp. I'm going to go Sharp. Uh, safety, Steve Atwater. Oh. Damn, I, we may have aged uh, Shannon Sharp a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> there was Sterling. Remember Sterling? Sterling, Star- Sterling Sharp was, was a Green in. Bay. Yes. Uh, let's see. 1989. We're talking about the Detroit Lions. 1989, number three overall. Barry Sanders. Barry. Good. Green Bay Packers, 1957, number one overall is Art who Star. they are saying. Art Star. Running back Paul Hornan. That's who this list is saying. Good pick. Good pick. Uh, the Texans, 2011, number 11 overall. JJ. JJ I would say JJ. Derpy, about you, Mike? Yeah, JJ. Okay, that is correct. Uh, the Colts, number 1998, number one overall. Peyton Manning. Good. What was the year again? 1998. Yeah, Peyton. Uh, 1995, number two overall by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I believe this was their very first pick ever. Uh, Tony Baselli. Tony Baselli, is that uh, what about you, Derp? I'm just gonna go with Mike. <laughs> it is Tony Baselli? Derp's like I wasn't even born then. <laughs> I wasn't even born yet. Uh, 2017, number 10 overall. I'm looking for a pick for the Chiefs. 
2017, number oh, 10 Patrick overall. Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. The Both of you guys Patty agree Mahomes. with that? Patrick Mahomes. That is Patrick Mahomes. The turtle. The turtle voice. <laughs> Kermit the Frog. Um, Raiders. The hated Raiders. Raiders. 1967, number 17 overall. He was looking for a guard. Mm. When they're a little older, I'll throw the position um, on um, Oh, God. There's so I know many. who he was. Oh, he's in the Hall of Fame. Yes. He's in the Hall of Fame, yes. Gene Upshaw. Yes, Gene, thank yep. you. <laughs> thank you. I could picture him. I pictured him as... No, the, I, as it's, it's tough guy. with some of the older guys. I will throw in more hints on them just because. Yeah. Um, the Chargers in 2001 picked this guy at number five overall. Uh, Tomlinson? Tomlinson. Is Ladanian? that your picker? LT? Yes, sir. Ladanian Tomlinson. Uh, from what TCU, I think, TCU. wasn't he? He was a horn frog. Um, 2014, the 13th overall pick by the Rams. 2014, 13th mm. overall pick by the Rams. That is, that is probably Donald. Aaron Donald, yeah, about Aaron you, Donald. Mike? Aaron Donald, that is yeah. correct. Aaron Donald is the player that we're looking for. Uh, the Dolphins in 1983. Number 27 overall. And that was a hard one, right? We are now with the Vikings. We, we got about 12 more guys. 12 more in this overtime. You guys still good? You just need a yes. break? You got to go get, get a good drink of water or anything like that? Keep going. Keep going. All right, here we go. Let's keep it rolling. All right, take a knee if you have to. 1998, number 21 overall, the Minnesota Vikings took. What year? Oh, oh, oh Randy you're... Moss. Randy Moss. Very good. Now this one here, I, I I don't know if I I don't know, but don't go by me because I don't like this team. The Patriots in 1973, number four overall pick. Yeah, there. Um, whoever made this list, I, I need, but there's. Yeah, they may have been on crack. Um, <laughs> they might have been on. <laughs> I'm going to give you this. It's an offensive guard, and I'm going to tell you, I, I wouldn't get this. No so idea. No idea. The gentleman's name is John Hanna. John I, yeah, I know who John. Yeah, John Hanna. I know. Okay, but, uh, but they chose you know. Uh, yeah, Princess over Princess. Well, Princess was Brady? a six rounder. Got oh, that's these true. Are, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's my bad. first my round bad. guy. That's what makes this tricky. Yeah, you're um, right. This is a first round. My bad. The uh, New Orleans Saints in 1993 chose this guy as a number eighth overall in the first round. 93. 93. The New Orleans. Saints. Oh, Ricky Williams. No. Give you a hint. It's a little bit older. It's younger than ninety-five. I'll give. A, I'll give the extra hit. It's an offensive tackle. Um. Oh God. Who? Kyle Turley. Turley. What about you, Derpy? I'm. I'm just gonna go with Mike. William Sanchez. Rofe. William Rofe. The Willie offensive Rofe. tackle. God dang it. He's a beast. Okay. Nine guys left. <laughs> nine picks left. Everybody. Call, call the wife. Tell her you're working overtime. Here we go. In 1981, the New York Giants select this gentleman at number two overall. Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Lawrence. Taylor. Very good, LT. Two LTs on this list. Um, Okay, here's a tough one. I don't know if anybody will get this, especially if if they're anywhere near where I'm recording or where I'm going live from today. In 1965, the New York Jets selected this man as number one overall. Joe. Joe Namath. Willie, Joe Cooth, Joe Cool, Joe Namath, Joe Namath. 
Joe, Mr. Sellers, soul name is. <laughs> he grew about three minutes from me where we're at now. Uh, this pick here, guys, I'm going to give you a little help because I have no idea who this is. I, I would disagree with this because, again, you'll see. In 1949, in 1949, the Philadelphia Eagles chose this guy as the number one overall. He was a linebacker slash center, which gives you an idea of how far back we're going. Yeah, he was no – I don't know. Check, but... Chuck – Benaric. Chuck Benaric. Wow. He's all a famer, but uh, I'm sorry, Donovan McNabb? I, I don't remember where McNabb was, but I would certainly say there's been a lot of players in Philadelphia that would come later than yeah. 1949. Yeah. Um, in 1970, the number one overall pick by the Pittsburgh Steelers was... Uh, mean Joe Green? No. No. Wait, Wait. Number one overall. Terry Bradshaw? Terry Bradshaw. What about you, Derby? I mean, I was going to go. Wait, what's the year again? 1970. Yeah, I'm going Bradshaw. And the only reason I'm not giving you a position because it is a Steeler, which would give it away. So. You're right. You're right. Mike says, uh, Terry, who do you say, Derby? I'm going to go with Mean Joe Green. Mean Joe Green, it was Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw. Which bullshit, bullshit. Mean Joe Green was the best first round pick. He set um, the tone for a fucking quarter century. Last five teams. They're going to be tough. After this one, they're going to be tough. This one's not that hard. Uh, 1985, the San Francisco 49ers selected this person at number 16 overall. 1985. Joe Montana. Joe Montana, who do you say, Derby? Joe Montana. Jerry Rice. Jerry Ooh. Rice was the guy. Wow. Now, these four, you're going to have to put on your thinking caps. I don't think that any of these are no-brainers, but here we go with the last four teams in alphabetical order. The Seattle Seahawks in 1997, six overall picks, selected this offensive tackle. Um, um, uh, oh, God, I know who it is. Um, big, and he's a Hall of Famer, too. You big mountain of a man. I, I don't know. I don't. Know. I, I don't. Walter right. Jones. Walter Jones. Great yeah. player. Bubba, it's okay. It's okay. We're almost done. We'll in 1976, in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers selected this defensive end as number one overall. Number 1976. So no idea. Lee Roy Selman. This person. Yeah. The, the, this. Whoever made this list believes it. Lee Roy Selman. Sapp, Warren Sapp <laughs> right. was a first rounder. Exactly. Finally, two teams left. Um, the Tennessee Titans, you guys will probably get this. 1978, number one overall. They selected a quarterback, or I mean a running back. And you got to oh, remember, this was the Houston Earl Oilers. Earl Campbell. Earl. Earl. You Earl. picked Earl as well, Derpy. Yep. All right, that's true. That is correct, Earl Campbell. And finally, guys, finally, we're wrapping up this work in overtime today. I'm looking for a quarterback that the Washington Redskins – Selected in 1937 with the number oh six overall. God. This is who they're saying that was the best first round pick ever by the Washington team, now known as the Commanders. Does anybody even want to take a stab at this guy? No He's a quarterback. Idea. Sammy no Ball. Some, Sammy some... Ball. Sammy Ball. Sammy Ball. Sammy Ball. Is a good player, but I don't. I don't know how he's still their number one. Jeez. Oh, that was, was that, that, that was Theismann number one. Who was it? Theismann. I don't recall. 
I don't recall if he was a number one or not or first rounder, but that was exhausting, wasn't it? That was. Yeah. Man, we put All we right. put in. Yes, we hey we we put more work in our overtime than the Penguins did last night. I could give you that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, Mike, you and the big guy there, do you guys have any 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 words of wisdom before we go ahead into the weekend? Say Siren Head. Say Siren Head. Siren Head. Siren Head. <laughs> I get. Hey, I, I agree one hundred percent. Derp. What about you, my man? Any any words of wisdom before we head into the weekend? I'm just gonna rock with I've always said with. Which one? You you have a couple. You have, you a, have couple a couple, of, man. You you have a lot of. I stages. do. I do. Just I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna rock with. Look at that always stay humble in life because it could be worse. You could be a Browns fan. That's very true and, and very, very good advice. I, I do. I second that. Hey, we thank everybody for checking us out. We hope everybody has a, a great weekend. Stay safe, everybody. You got the Peng- or the Pirates. I'm sorry, the Penguins are done. Pirates are back in action tonight. They got a th- three more games left in this series with the Cardinals. Hopefully, we can pick up some ground and, and get ahead a little bit. Uh, also, the USFL starts, the, starts tomorrow. The Maulers play on Sunday, so 6.30 on Sunday on FS1, the Pittsburgh Maulers play, and then there's a bunch of XFL throughout the whole week, and so enjoy lots of sports, guys. Again, be safe, and we'll see everybody back first thing Monday morning. Derpy, Mike, the big guy, you got next to him, Ryan, the two dumb yenders. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Great weekend, and Metallica's new album dropped. Go check it out. It's a banger. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Oh, my God.